Hey, Open Life, excited to have you back here online today again, uh, joining us for a quick series here, a uh, quick two weeks leading into a very exciting series, which brings us right to Easter. Man, can you believe how fast 2021 is already going here as we finish off January together. Let me read a passage for you that I think jumped out to me fresh that I, I, I want to inspire you with and challenge you with. Uh, Luke 11, 1 through 13 says, One day Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples. And he said to them, When you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us. And lead us not into temptation. Then Jesus said to them, Suppose you have a friend, and you go to him at midnight and say, Friend, lend me three loaves of bread. A friend of mine on a journey has come to me, and I have no food to offer him. And suppose the one inside answers, don't bother me. The door is already locked, and my children and I are in bed. I can't get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give you the bread because of friendship, yet because of your shameless audacity, he will surely get up and give you as much as you need. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, the one who seeks finds, and to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you, of you fathers if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead. Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion. If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Wow, what, a, what an incredible moment there. And I love the lead-in. The lead-in just says, one day, or maybe it would be more fitting to say, one day, right? This day, what might seem to just be another day becomes a significant moment in the lives of Jesus' disciples. You never know when one day will become the day. And in two weeks, we're going to actually jump into a new series inspired by the new book by Mark Batterson called Win the Day. Win the Day. A dive into seven habits that will, daily habits, that will uh, help you stress less, uh, accomplish more, and all through the heart of the scriptures and where they lead us to be inspired. I think we're going to all dive in and have a, a, a more faithful, deep, intentional walk with God by the time we get to Easter, because that'll butt right up to, to Easter. And uh, But let me, let me say this, 
man, for those of you who have read through the Bible uh, or been around the church sometime, you might you might know some of the answers to the following, and it just it's gonna make sense to you. Do you remember the expiration date of manna when God sent manna to the earth? What was the expiration? One day. Um, how about the, the deadline on anger? <laughs> Sundown, one day. Uh, when are God's mercies new? His mercies are new every morning, every day. How often are we told to take up our cross? We're supposed to take it up daily. When are we told to rejoice and be glad? Today, God has kept this theme of one day throughout the context of Scripture and what might be possible. What might be possible if instead of of diving into like a lifetime man destiny, I'm trying to find my purpose. I'm trying. Well, what if we what if we made the most of of one day? What if we made the most of today? These 24 hours we have. I give you that that peak towards the next series because that's what we're going to be talking about. But it also fits the intro of this series today, right? We have this simple challenge that Jesus was was giving us that says you can do anything one day at a time. Did you hear that flow? One day where he says, give us each day this daily bread in this prayer. So man, I don't know if you set New Year's resolutions, but February is 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 here. <laughs> and chances are, statistically, according to US News and World Report, 80% of the New Year's resolutions have already failed. 80%. Because they were taking a year perspective, right? Setting a goal that takes a year is incredibly hard. And we doubt that we can even achieve it if we're honest with ourselves. It's an aspiration more than an actual objective. But what if you can use each day, each one day today, and put your full focus on making forward progress and living life to the full and living life with the peace of mind that comes through a growing relationship with Jesus? What if you can practice one discipline every day in the month of February that will bring true life back into your world? And, And I think that practice is prayer. That's the practice the disciples asked about here. We wanna help you take the next 28 days, February, Start on a Monday, first day of the week. It's just beautifully laid out, right? And we are going to take each week and pray. But more than a week, we're going to take each day and really extend some opportunities for intentional prayer together, one day at a time. We want to help you form a habit before we jump into a series about habits. (laughs) We're going to form a habit of prayer, of talking to God. And by the time we get to Easter, man, we will have shamelessly, with audacity, we will have prayed some bold prayers together. 
that could move mountains, that could activate the heavens on our behalf. This is what the disciples got in a moment of curiosity. They ask a simple question, Lord, teach us to pray, because they understood, man, Jesus, this is your secret sauce, right? You keep getting away and you come back and it's like you're walking on water and you get away and you come back and you cast out demons and you get away and you come back and you serve a bunch of towns and villages healing every disease and every sickness. And then you come back and you're full of life. I want this life to the full. Jesus, how do I get it? Teach me to pray. And this is what we get not only a lesson on prayer that is intentional and daily, this day, daily bread, but he teaches them how to pray with shameless audacity. Shameless audacity. Our big idea today is God wants us to pray with shameless audacity, which means persistence, boldness, right? It means not ashamed to keep on asking. Are you ashamed to keep asking? When's the last time you just kept on praying? I know some kids, not, you know, going to sell any out or anything, but I know some kids who have shameless audacity when it comes to asking for things, like uh, when it comes to asking for uh, to watch more TV late at night. Let me stay up and watch more TV. How about, uh, getting more time on my devices. Give me more time. Can I just have another hour, two hours? Unlimited is the question in our house. Oh, I, I wasn't going to give away who that was. Anyway, uh, you know, staying up later, another day not to shower. I'm not going to sell anybody out there. Uh, maybe Jesus was thinking of this when he challenged his disciples in Matthew 18. And, and we read it this week in the daily Bible plan that we're reading together is open life. Jump on in if you haven't even started yet. Uh, and th this Bible plan this week, we were in Matthew 18, and, and it said, unless we become like little children, we will never inherit the kingdom of heaven. Unless we become like little children, maybe we could learn from their shameless audacity when you're shopping and and they're just begging for that toy, man, it's so hard as a parent, it's impossibly hard to say no, right? Bag, 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 shameless audacity. What if we need to pray with that same persistence and boldness, with that same childlike shameless audacity? Why don't we? Why don't we pray like that? Um, maybe it's because we really don't feel the need for what we're praying for. It's kind of more just a, a discipline. It's something we were taught to do. And, and we're praying to, to pray, check the box, but not praying out of like, no, God, I really like want to see you do this. Maybe it's because we see prayer, um, we see prayer as a chore. You know, and may, if, if it is a chore or if it's just a task to check off, who likes that? Like really, some people, some personalities are driven by tasks, but but like it's a task then. God wants this intimacy with us, this relationship that is, is back and forth. How do we get there? According to Jesus, prayer is the key to receiving. Prayer is the key to finding. Prayer is the key to opening doors that are currently shut. And hey, I know individually I need to pray some prayers for some open doors. And as a church, 
After all these months spending time online and, and, and now gathering on a Saturday in person when we really long to be on a Sunday, we need some doors to be opened. We need to persist. We need to ask. We need to seek. We need to knock. And this is the challenge Jesus gives us as he actually puts a framework to shameless audacity. Can we look at it? Thought one today is obvious, right? Ask. Ask. Having a healthy balance in our prayers is, is really key for us. When, when, we, when we're thinking of asking God for something, I just want to challenge you with something I was raised up in when I was a new follower of Jesus, and that is to have a, a plan for prayer, if you would. And that's the acrostic pray, right? P for praise, R for repent, A for ask, and Y for yield. So what does that all, all mean if you're new to that acrostic? P-R-A-Y. Praise. That's that moment where you're like, hallowed be your name. Jesus taught it here, right? We're God, you, I'm going to give you praise for all you've done. I'm going to first, before I ask for something, I'm going to give you glory that you deserve. I'm going to admire you. I'm going to start to think of, of all these things you've done in my life that, that I could be grateful for. And I'm going to build a pattern of gratitude in my prayer. So praise you, Jesus, right? Repent. That's our honesty with God. God, man, I have fallen short of what you wanted me to do. God, I'm, I have sinned. I have, I have looked away. I shouldn't have looked at this individual or I have looked at something that I shouldn't have looked at or watched something I shouldn't have watched or said something I shouldn't have said or abandoned a relationship I never should have walked away from. Forgive me, Lord, right? It's that I repent of this. I turn from these ways. Repentance means to turn. Then we ask, so, man, I praise you. I, I repent. Here I am. I'm, I'm a sinner. And God, I know out of your graciousness, you can provide all these things. If you are willing, God, as we looked at in our small group this week from James 4, 13 through 17, if you're willing, if it's your will, Lord, would you do this in my life? I ask this. I'm asking for this. I'm asking for this. Oh, I'm coming at you, God, with shameless audacity. Give it now. I keep coming until I see it. Finally, yield. That's the moment after all this praising and repentance and asking, we just submit ourselves to God. If we've asked for wisdom, that's the moment he whispers to us. He just, he shares with us what it is that, that we've even asked for and we yield to his ways instead of getting him just to bless our plans. We, we say, Lord, not my will, but your will be done. And, and we submit ourselves and we yield. So that's a, a prayer strategy. When you're going in for the ask, that's a strategy. If all we do is ask, our prayer life will be out of balance. It'll feel wonky, but we shouldn't feel guilty at all for asking. God, has a plan for us. Give us this day, right? He puts it in his prayer strategy 
to ask. And now he's challenging us to do it with great boldness. I can't, when I hear the word boldness, I, I go to the early church and the persecution has come against the disciples and they're doing incredible ministry and they're healing the sick and uh, they get thrown in prison and then they're told not to share the gospel. And what's the first thing they do when the Lord sets them free? I love Acts 4, 29. It says, now Lord, hear their threats. Give us your servants great boldness in preaching your word. Now, they were so bold that they were defying orders already in preaching the gospel, and now they're asking for more boldness. We continue in verse 30. Stretch out your hand with healing power. May miraculous signs and wonders be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. After this prayer, the meeting place shook. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit, then they preached the word of God with boldness. So God, they went from asking to receiving in a second. The early church understood that they could pray with boldness and God would pour out even more boldness. What might you boldly ask God for? What would be worth your persistence until you open the doors of heaven on your request's behalf. James 1, 5 says, if you need wisdom, ask our generous God. He'll give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. He, listen here, he will not rebuke you for asking. Whatever you're asking, he will not rebuke you for asking. He takes great joy in it. It continues in verse six. When you ask him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Do not waver for a person with divided loyalty is as unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. Such people should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. When we ask, we receive. That's God's promise. Thought two, seek seek. I love in the Old Testament, you see this all over the place. It says in Deuteronomy 4.29, from there you will search again for the Lord your God. And if you search for him with all your heart and soul, you'll find him. Right? Kind of similar to what James just challenged us. It's that when you give it everything and you put your faith in God alone and you're putting all of your faith, your entire heart and soul, when you're putting that into your conversation with God, you, you find him. We can read throughout scripture of the, the intent of seeking and what was behind the heart. You know, it's like seeking God so they could follow God. And in the Old Testament, seeking God was seen as a way to bridge the divide sin had created in the world. Man, if you seek me, then there's going to be a breakthrough and we're going to have relationship with one another. But through the understanding we now have, Jesus comes on the scene and gives his life for our sins. He gives his life so that that, that relationship with God is more connected. So in fact, Jesus allows us to seek God and find him instantly. We know he's the God who initiates relationship with us. He's trying to find us as much as we're trying to find 
him. The beautiful thing is we can seek him in everything we're doing. And finding him is just an instant away. His favor, his love, his power at our fingertips. Jeremiah 29, 12 says, In those days when you pray, I will listen. If you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. You will find me. We're living in those days, right? In those days, Jeremiah said. And, and these are the days where when we seek God, he is found. And we need many breakthroughs in the world today. Uh, we, uh, all around us, many things, doors that need opened, uh, the route to these breakthroughs in our life is prayer. And it is prayer with a huge dash of shameless audacity. If when we pray to God in Jesus' name, we find him. And, and I know we want to find God and know him more and more, but, but we should be pleading with God to find those who we care about, like for people to be found. Jesus came to seek and find the lost, to find and save the lost, right? So are we are we taking that into a mindset? I, I love a friend in ministry, Jeff Vanderstilt. He, he tweeted this week something that was very fitting to this thought. Evangelism is not just us talking to our family and friends about Jesus. It it's also talking to Jesus about our family and friends. God is listening to your prayers. Who are you telling him about? Who in your life do you want Jesus to pursue? Man, Jesus, I hope you find this relative. I hope you find this coworker. I hope you find this, this teammate of mine. I hope you find this uh, teacher of mine. I hope you find this neighbor of mine. God, I just want to call their name out to you because I'm getting to know my neighbors by name and need so that I could lift them to you in prayer. Those who seek, find. And finally, thought three, knock. Man, where we might envision this knocking as the key to our stepping into answered prayer, which it does mean as well. There's also imagery in this verse that it actually suggests that uh, we're stepping into the presence of God when that door is open. This is truly more transforming than us just initiating a response. And therefore, the graphic of this series is an open door. It's an open door. We're stepping into the light of his presence, right? Maybe a door that's been rusted closed for quite some time. When we ask, seek, and knock, even that door can be open. Knocking is the key to our experiencing the move of God in and through our lives that, uh, man, we must spend time in his presence. And, and prayer opens the doors of heaven on earth, Right? Um, it's time for us to enjoy our, or the presence of God again, as Adam enjoyed his presence in the garden at the beginning of all creation. So although prayer might seem a little awkward at first, and, and it's probably one of the least practiced spiritual disciplines in people's lives, uh, it's really not that awkward. It's us having a conversation with God. 
And the challenge is the more you practice prayer, the more you feel like you know that it's a conversation and you're not just talking to the paint on the wall. <laughs> if it might feel awkward at first, if it's just not something you've done daily or throughout the day, as there's scriptures that challenge us to pray continually. Um, so I envision those uh, Hallmark movies when I think of prayer. Yeah, I've been forced to watch too many help, like in September, October. I don't understand. Okay, moving on. Uh, but those movies, or maybe a movie where someone meets royalty for the first time. And in Hallmark, they're always, oh, I'm going to get married to a prince. But uh, so royalty for the first time. And they're so nervous when they first meet royalty and they fumble over their words. They don't know uh, if the customs are correct. Do they bow? Do they kneel? Do they, what do they do? And they're just, it's always a really awkward scene that they portray because they don't know how to practice proper etiquette in that moment. And they fumble over themselves, but then it takes a turn, right? Where all of a sudden they realize, oh, these are just normal people and I can actually have a conversation with them. And, I, and it's kind of that, that's the way we enter into prayer. If you haven't entered into prayer on a consistent basis, on a daily basis, then it's maybe you still feel that clunkiness or maybe that's why you haven't prayed is you're like, I just don't know how to speak to God because do I have to use King James language or you know, just as you are, speak your mind, share your thoughts, share your heart, have a conversation, very casual. You don't have to be dressed up. There's not a right time of morning or night or afternoon. He just wants to, to meet with you daily and have time with you. And uh, I just want to encourage you it's clunky at first, take the first few steps, and then you're like, wow, this is not as awkward as I thought. And one day upon another day upon another day, and I believe you're gonna not feel so awkward. And you might get audacious, like riding a bike, right? <laughs> you start to pedal and you kind of get your balance and you're like, I bet I could jump that over there. And you shamelessly, audaciously, try to jump, maybe you wreck, maybe you fall off, but then you try that jump again and try that jump again. And next thing you know, you're off road, you're doing trails, you're speeding down, you're jumping. That's prayer. And if we would just start to get our feet moving in our relationship with God and our communication with him, then all of a sudden we'll have the courage, the boldness will rise up within us to pray with shameless audacity. Our action thought is pray with shameless audacity. I pray each day, pray every day, but take it one day at a time. Pick a day and fast. We're gonna be talking more about that in the coming week, but I just wanna challenge you, man, fasting is setting aside the time you would invest in eating and you're not gonna eat. You're going to actually Spend that time in prayer with God. What does that do? Well, it, it allows us to feel need. And in that feeling of need, it opens up like our spirit. And we can say, God, I'm gonna, I'm gonna forego this meal so that I can spend time in conversation with you. And in fact, I'm gonna ask some bold things. I want breakthrough in this while I'm fasting and praying. Pick a meal uh, or pick a day. 
or pick a week in the coming weeks. Uh, we're going to put in your hands uh, on the app here online. Uh, if you're with us in person, maybe we'll hand it out to you. But just uh, we're going to put a four-week prayer strategy in your possession. And what does this four weeks look like? We're going to this week we're going to be praying for you. We're going to be praying uh, each day. We'll have an emphasis like. We'll be praying for your life or your faith or your love to be just so overflowing or the peace in your life or, or provision or your calling, right? Then we're going to pray the next week for the church. And the church needs breakthrough, as I've been sharing, man. We need spaces. We need to reach the 120,000. We need to, to see people coming into the faith and baptize them. 552, God, let us, if it's your will, May we be a part of such a great celebration as life change like that. Revival, awakening, workers, just so many things, our reach, you know. We want to be laying those and one day at a time, a special emphasis. And, and how about week three when we pray for our community? And that might be Ording or Bonnie Lake or Buckley or, or all the communities on the 162 or on the 165, you know, the Burnett, Wilkerson, Carbonado. You're like, Burnett? Real. It's a real place. Uh, or all of those of you online, we're going to spend a day praying for our online church and the people that are being reached now. But God, may we reach into the fiber of the communities where you are. That's my prayer. Expand the gospel, Lord. And then we're going to pray for the world, that the gospel would go to the ends of the earth. We're going to pray for our missionaries that are around the world right now that we're supporting this month, right? We're going to pray for injustice, that we're going to pray for those who need justice in the name of Jesus. They're oppressed right now. We're going to pray for the hungry. We're going to pray for the orphans. We're going to pray for relief. We're going to pray that people would have access to, to growth and learning and education. We have so many things that we want to see breakthrough in the world. And so we'll bring you some daily prayers. We're going to give you things to pray about, but we'll you'll see us popping up on our socials. We're going to spend a month praying and watch the doors be open. We're going to watch some breakthroughs. So I'm going to pray now uh, to close this out. I'm excited about the next two weeks as we focus on prayer. God, I thank you here today, right here from wherever they're at, and allow them to step into this moment of prayer in their day. And God, I pray that you'll well up in boldness and persistence in them. That God, you will give us the courage to pray with shameless audacity. God, you will give us some, some things that we can see with our eyes and mind that we know you only can make possible. God alone can give a breakthrough in this space. And may we come to you with those requests. May we ask, may we seek, may we come to you knocking at any time of day because you promise us the door is waiting to be opened. All we have to do is pray with shameless audacity. God, we love you. We love our relationship with you and that we can grow no matter where we're at, no matter what season, nothing can inhibit the gospel from reaching the ends of the earth. We give you praise for this opportunity to spend time in your word and grow in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. We can't wait to pray daily with you in the month of February. Blessings. We'll see you next week.